Hey guys, welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season two, episode 20, the one where old Yella dies. Oh dear, spoiler alert. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Have you ever seen old um, Yeller? I was going to ask you the same thing. I oh. don't think I've seen it. I think I've seen clips. Okay. Um, have you? No, I don't even think I've okay. seen clips. Is it a golden retriever? I have no idea. A yellow I lab? imagine it to be a yellow dog. <laughs> I mean, it's something yellow. But... More so based on the, the name than anything. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen it. Um, but I also think it was like a little bit older. Yeah. Than us, you know. Well, if Phoebe watched it as a kid, then. Right, 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 right. Maybe it's like Jesus. our Homeward Bound, you know? <laughs> Except for much like more our, depressing. Maybe it's, well, Homeward Bound was pretty, it was like pretty dicey there for a little while. Yeah, they I guess they all get home at the end. They, that's true. I guess, I guess old Yeller. That's what Bambi? my mom said. She just said the end. And yeah. then they were home. Yeah, they all go home and then the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bambi, the mom dies, but then it's happy after that. Yeah, I was going to say, it, she does in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway. I don't know. Um, well, uh, speaking I guess. Of, um, speaking of Homeward Bound. Okay. Um, I feel I like was, this is like the fifth time we've referenced Homeward Bound in this podcast. It's a really great movie, okay? I know. It is. It's a classic. Sassy. I probably have already told this story before then, but I was at a barbecue a little while back, and um, some of my kids' friends were there. And Wait, hold on, were... hold on. Back up, back up, back up. Some yeah. of your kids' friends? Oh, reverse that. Some <laughs> of my friends' kids. I was like, surely she meant something else, but I don't know what, and I'm not getting Renee, it. I have a child I haven't told you about in these oh, last few years. Oh, Lord. Okay. No jokes. No secret child. <sighs> my friends' kids were at the barbecue. That's more like it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they were, I guess children just love me. Um, For whatever reason, they were like following me around a bunch, probably because I was the only one that was like actually engaging with them. I would have thought like they're three kids. They were between like six and eight, I think. And so it was like, Mm -hmm. go play with each other. Like, why do you even care about adults? But they actually really wanted to like be around the adults. Yeah, some kids are like that. Are they? I thought they would have ignored us, but I guess not. Um, you so they were just childlike like, presence. What's that? Maybe you just have a very childlike presence. I suppose. But they, they were being, they were like, tell us a story. And it's like, okay, guys. Well, actually, maybe they were just being really like, um, it was raining outside. And so we were all kind of stuck in close quarters. And I think they were being a bit loud. So I was like, guys, I'll tell you a story. It's like my favorite trick is like, let's read, you know, like mm-hmm. silent activities we can all do. And so, um, I told they were like, tell us a story, tell us a story. And so I was like, shoot. And so I was like, okay, um, here's one about a cat named Sassy and two dogs <laughs> named Chance and Shadow. And they were just like staring at me with like eyes full of wonder. And I was like, this is amazing. These kids have never heard of Homeward Bound. And I'm about to just mm-hmm. tell them the plot and they're going to think I came up with it. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. It's such a good tactic, you guys. Use old Disney movies, old kids' movies. These kids ain't seen them. Unless it's Frozen, they don't know it. That's so true. Unless it's Minions or Frozen, these children these days don't know it. Most kids. So you can tell them these stories, and it'll be like you are your own Shel Silverman or whatever. Other great storyteller. Hot parenting tips from me and Ashley's kids' friends. (laughs) 
Because I was like, us. hold on. In this tips. scenario, not only does she have kids, but her kids are old enough to have friends. That's for happening. Yeah. So all of our moms out there who are moms and dads out there who are exhausted, just start recounting the story of Homeward Bound. Add as much as you want because the kids have never seen it. They don't know. Or Elaborate. just bring your kids to Ashley for free babysitting. You can call me up. I will charge. I will do okay. FaceTime storytelling, but I will charge you. So anyway. Fair market value. Okay. So um, point in, case in point, I've never seen Old Yeller. Yes, but we have seen Homeward Bound, and they are not the same. No. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when everybody, when Phoebe walks in and the gang, I guess they're having like a double date um, with of crying. Yeah. And uh, Ross and Rachel and Monica and Richard are watching Old Yeller and they're all like teary eyed. And Phoebe's like, but wait, it's a happy movie. He saves the family, which I don't even know if that actually happens. I'm guessing it does. And that's when his mom, her mom turned off the TV. And they're like, no, it's not happy at all. Like he gets rabies and, you know, kills him. And anyway, she sees it all play out and she's like, no, the end, the end, which cracks me up every time. Um, but apparently her mom, she finds out from her grandma, uh, decided to take out all of these sad parts of movies to shield her from the pain of life, you know, before she killed herself. Right. Which just feels like excellent parenting from Phoebe's mom once again. Um, yeah, yeah just a lot. So she starts kind of going through all of these movies that she thought had good endings and three she gets from the video store which throwback video store oh my gosh um, i know Simpler she gets times. love story brian's song and terms of endearment and i have never seen any of them um what was the first one love story love story no i've never seen any of those either but um she makes a reference later to when she says football teams eating each other in the Andes. Oh, um, yeah. What's that? John Krakauer has a really good book about it called Into... Nope. It's not called that one. Sorry. It's called Miracle in the Andes. And basically, it's this... Um, it's like a... I want to say a Uruguayan or a Chilean football or rugby team. So a South American sports team um, takes a private, like they charter a flight to a tournament and they crash in the Andes and they're stuck there and they basically have to eat the people who have died to stay Oh my alive. gosh. That's awful. It's, it's awful. But like I would definitely have, they would have also died. I think I would rather die. Some of them maybe did, and they. But I don't actually. I think that when it comes to that type of a thing, like your primal instincts of yeah, just, just stay alive take kick over. in. I guess, that's and it true. just basically becomes like you know what I mean. Like your body will yeah. literally do anything to stay alive because that's how we're wired. Yeah, and I guess so that's true. yeah, it's a really. I think it was like a super scandalous story at the time when it happened because of that, and everybody was just like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, I can't believe you ate each other." That, ah. yeah. but then um, John Krakauer is a fantastic writer, and so he does, he does one called Miracle in the Andes, and it's written very well. Ooh, okay, fun. that's fun. Anyway, well, but not I've fun. Never seen, Sorry, probably not yeah. fun at all. Good book though, More really fascinating. good book, and a lot of them survive. So it does also have, you know, there's that oh, at the geez. end. Um, but. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen any of those three that she mentions. Yeah, I have it. 
Um, and then and then Monica goes, all you need are the killing fields and some guacamole and you've got yourself a party. And (laughs) I've never seen the killing fields either. But apparently, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that was a movie. It's about genocide in Cambodia. I'm pretty sure. Jeez. Well, I mean, yeah. But I my mom recommended that I watch that one. But again, pretty tough stuff. Pretty tough stuff. So your mom did not edit the sad parts out for you. No. Mom did not. No. Um, yeah, but she's kind of like freaking out because she realizes like everything has been edited for her life. And so she's watching all these old movies. And so then Monica throws a one. It's a wonderful life at her. Yeah. And she's like, this will make you feel better. It's got wonderful in the title. And she watches now, it. Yeah. No, oh, go ahead. Have you seen It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, a long time ago, and I didn't like it. I did not feel that it was wonderful. Well, yeah, I saw it a long – I've seen it a while ago, too. It's not great because it definitely is really, really sad, and then I I think it gets better. Like, at the end, everything turns out okay, and he was like mm-hmm. – that's the whole point is this is what your life would be like if you weren't in it. It's like that whole mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck ghosts, past, present, and future thing, right? Like Scrooge McDuck. Because he's just like – you know yeah um yeah so it's because i guess he's like really depressive and maybe wants it maybe is like i shouldn't be alive and then Mm -hmm. and so it has a good ending but yeah i i remember the parts she's talking about because it is really it gets it gets worse before it gets better oh yeah um but maybe she could have just like given her a actually happy movie yeah maybe that would have been a good one but um Maybe she was just looking for something with redemption at the end. Because all those other movies did not have redemptive endings. Um, but anyway, Phoebe kind of, I feel like that's like the title of the mo- of the episode. But it like, I don't know. doesn't do a whole lot it's for kind me. It's kind of irrelevant. Funny, yeah. It is totally it's... irrelevant. Like they just needed something for Phoebe to be doing. Um, but at the end, I think is the cutest part when she's watching Sesame yeah. Street with Ben. She's like, okay, Ben, it's going to get a little dicey because Bert is going to bury Ernie. He's not going to be able to find him, but he already fast forwarded the tape and he finds him. And then he's watching it and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. It's so cute. Oh, it's, it's so cute. I love it's that. Really, one. really and sweet. And I thought it was so sweet that she's like, okay, Ben, I've watched ahead. And she like yeah. preps him for what's going to happen. It's so sweet. Yeah. It is really cute. But yeah, Phoebe's going to make a great mom. Phoebe. She would make a great mom. Aw, Phoebes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <coughs> anyway. <coughs> um, the other thing we have going on is Ross is watching Ben once in a while. And he is sad because it seems like Ben is growing up right before his eyes, except for he keeps getting everything late. And he is really excited because... He's like, Carol and Susan, guess what? He pulled himself up on the couch. He pulled himself up and I got it on tape. And they're like, uh, actually, he did that last week. Um, but you can watch our tape if you want to. And all I could think was, unless you were filming your child 24-7, how do you catch that on tape? Well, I mean. Maybe he's been like, making strides towards walking. So they yeah, had it and they on hand. Like, yeah, they like kept it handy because they're like, we want to capture his first time walking and or first time pulling himself up. And so it's not it's not like that's a quick thing. You know, babies are real slow. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
they're real slow. But I guess it's also like, I always think like they have to have the tape queued up and make sure the battery was charged where we're just like, oh, here, take a video on my phone. Don't even have to unlock yeah, it. Just, it, is, it is a lot easier nowadays. It's a lot easier now. Yeah. Um. And hey, there's something you said a while ago that I didn't really agree with you. Not that big oh. of a deal, but I agree with you now. Ben's annoying. Bull cut Ben. Oh, bull cut Ben. Just He's so dopey. Jammies. Yeah, his, his little pouty lips are cute, but... I don't know why I'm very annoyed by the kid in this episode. I think he just has one expression and it's dopey. Whereas like (laughs) I think of like other babies in shows like when you think of like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen on Full House, they were one year olds, but they always like smiled and like scrunched their noses and like made these cute little faces. And Ben, one face. He's like a pensive little kid. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Renee. That's all I see. That's all I see. I'm sorry. I think he's just, just like pensive. I think he's just looking and observant. He looks seems like a really observant kid. Mm. Okay, we'll say observant for the sake of not being incredibly mean. I mean, one of us already was. <laughs> uh, no, nobody can hear that. We're not recording. It's fine. <laughs> sorry if that was your baby. Um, anyway, yeah, he's yeah. kind of annoying in this episode. He's kind of annoying. But, um, is- but yeah, so Ross... I get why Ross is sad, yeah. Yeah, it's really sad that he's missing all of his sons first because you know that, like, Ross has been looking forward to being a dad for so long. And he's, like, Mm -hmm. he's probably that guy that, like, imagined helping his kid learn how to walk and, you know, teaching him how to give a high five and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Susan and Carol also kind of, like, act like it's no big deal, which is a bit annoying. Right, because they get to be there for all the milestones. Yeah, and they're just really dismissive of Ross being sad about it. Right, but that's just Susan's MO. True. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's like, I want to wa- I, I don't want him just for the day. I want him for the whole weekend. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh-huh, whenever you want. <laughs> like, clearly, yeah. mom and mom need a break, um, which is great. And so they get to go to Colonial Williamsburg and see the first female yeah. blacksmith, which yeah. this is... At least the second time they've mentioned Colonial Williamsburg in the show. Um, um, oh, yeah, because um, Ross and his dad Jack Geller brings it up. Yeah. <laughs> Which I honestly have never heard about otherwise. Oh, my gosh. Do you think that Friends is secretly taking money from the Colonial Williamsburg? Big, con- big conspiracy with Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, my gosh. It's all um, funded by milk and Colonial <laughs> Williamsburg. Ashley's big milk conspiracy. Oh, I'm deep into that one. <laughs> oh, well, he gets to take him for the whole weekend, and uh, he is very excited. And um, oh, also another like little drop in that they mention other times in the show is they say he hasn't said "mama" yet, but once he said "Yemen," oh, and yeah, I'm like, they "Love Yemen." Honestly, other than friends, I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about Yemen ever. Maybe in the news once in a while. Yeah, I was going to say it's been um, in the news lately for bad reasons. But anyway. Well, yeah. But like, but bef- but like I don't feel like 90s it's and 2000s. at least 20 yeah. years ago, no. especially. Like it wasn't just like no a one was talking about Yemen. topic of conversation, but only on Friends. Um, so cute. It is cute. He's just kind of grasping at straws. But I feel like all parents do that when their kids first start uh-huh. to talk. They're just so excited for it to happen. Um, yeah. That they're like, you know. Like when Rachel is like, Emma said Gleba. Gleba. Like yeah. anything that kind of sounds like a word. Um, so he starts, obviously he hands Rachel the baby. 
And she's really, like, awkward with him. Oh, Rachel holding that baby, I feel like, is totally you and I. It's not me. Do you, How do you hold babies? <laughs> like a normal person. How, how do you hold babies? On my hip, in a cradle, oh. over my shoulder. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> hold a baby like that, but I definitely am not, like... I would hold a baby a little farther away from me in case of fluids, I feel like. Oh, yeah. See, I don't. I just scoop them up. Okay. I just, I also babysit a lot. Oh, okay. yeah, quite I as much. don't do that. No. I yeah, hold, no, I don't do that. Our, I hold our neighborhood cat like a baby, and I know that you yeah. hold Steve like a baby. I do hold Steve like a baby, and what's really funny is now, because I hold other people's cats like babies, mm-hmm. and so now when... Lydia, she has two cats and my mm-hmm. friend Lydia. And so when I'll go over to her house and I'm holding her cats, I like hold them and I like pat their butts like a baby. And then she's like, she's like, I start doing it after I see you do it just because like it's fresh in my mind. And she's like, I don't ever hold them like that, but How <laughs> you funny. make me do it. <laughs> but um, they're so cute. I just want to snuggle them. I That's how used, I hold babies too. I was like, babies or cats? Both. Yes, all. I used to hold my cats growing up, like, over my shoulder. Like, they really liked to be held Mm -hmm. kind of like that. But this neighborhood cat, um, he once escaped from his house after he was supposed to be recovering from a little, um, not surgery, but a little, he had a little problem with his foot. And he came over to our house, so his mom came to pick him up, and she scooped him Mm -hmm. up like a baby, cradled Mm -hmm. him. And I was like, okay, so now I hold him like that. And he loves it. He just like settles in and just looks around and he loves to be snuggled like a baby. I love him so much. He's so cute. I love him so much um, too. Let's post pictures of both of our cats being held like babies. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) Twist my arm. (laughs) I already did. (laughs) Well, I posted a bunch of pictures of Mr. Fluffy and then I just started posting pictures of other cats um, on our Instagram a while back. And I don't think anyone was as into it as I was, but I don't really care. It's your podcast. Made me happy. It's my podcast and your your, podcast. It's your cat-themed podcast. So (laughs) I I should have a cat-themed podcast. You'd be really good at it. Um, If anybody wants additional pictures of like my cat or Ashley's neighborhood cat or just all the cats I meet in my neighborhood and know by name and seek out on a regular basis, you just let me know because I have plenty. Basically, my my whole camera rolls cats. Yeah. Your whole video camera, because you've got it on. You've got it on the charger. Yeah, I've got it on hand in case, in case the cat starts walking or says its first word. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so Rachel like holding the baby. Yeah, you and Matt are both really awkward with babies, um, holding them anyway, like until they can like talk. Yeah, Um, but Matt is like really really awkward when they're like newborn. Oh, they're just so he's so afraid. They're fine, though. You just support the head and it's fine. But, like, I always joke with people. I'm like, my gift, my additional baby gift to you is to just quickly hand Matt the baby and watch him kind of, like, Aww, be paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever does it, but sometimes I do. Because he'll just, like, freeze wherever he is because he's like, if I breathe too hard, I might oh, right. mess it up. Um, once they can hold their head up, he's fine. But I just don't want fluid on me, if we're being honest. So I, yeah. It's true. I mean, really, there's always something, like sticky Coming or out like of a yeah. cold fish or they're puking or drooling or yeah um 
but yeah, Rachel kind of freaks out and Ross starts being like, oh, you'll feel differently when it's our baby, which I kind of like that they flipped this um, stereotype on its head a little bit and made yeah. Ross the one that's like planning the future and Rachel the yeah. one that's freaking out. And Rachel's one that's like, I plan up to next Saturday. Where are we going to go out for yeah. dinner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, I also like that she kind of knows herself well enough to be like I don't want everything decided for me like I that's what I decided to leave yes um, that is very it's not that I don't love you but I just don't want everything to be predetermined for my life because that's what it was going to be marrying Barry, Barry moving to Long yeah. Island having the two kids being a stay-at-home mom yeah um you know, she has options I suppose like yeah I think it's kind of like I do think it's sweet that Ross is imagining their future but yeah knowing mm-hmm. Ross it isn't like oh, let's come up with this together. It's like Ross right. has decided what the future will be and you'll need to fit into it. Thank you. Right. And also it's like extremely specific. It's not like, yeah, like we'll definitely have kids, maybe two or three and maybe we'll get out of the city or something. But he's like Scarsdale, but the taxes are kind of high and we'll probably have a girl first because we don't want Ben to feel bad. And I'm like, first of all, you can't really plan that. And second yeah. of all, like pump the brakes a little bit. Because, like, maybe you do um, want to raise – like, people raise children in the city all the time. They do. I mean, Monica and they Chandler do. didn't, but – Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she kind of starts to freak out at the apartment. And she's like, apparently I live in Scarsdale now, and I'm complaining oh, about so the taxes. Funny. and Yeah. You know. Um, and he's like, and you're already picking out our baby names. And, and he's like, well, I mean, I saw this book, and I thought the name <laughs> Emily would be nice. And she's like, what book? He's like, the big book of children's names. Baby names. <laughs> Um, but I'm like, oh, the script on, supervisor cute. did not keep an eye on that one because Emily, come on. Well, actually, I was thinking maybe that's why they don't decide to name their first child Emily because he liked maybe it. Maybe not. Then clearly, that would have some connotation. And so I was like, ooh, yes. I actually noticed. I was like, okay, that could explain why they don't go for it later. But they also, uh, Christina Applegate mistakenly calls Emma Emily. Oh, she does. I thought she called her Ella. Yeah. She did, calls her that, too. Oh, gotcha. So the She's name like, Emily. I changed the baby's name. I'm just not that big of a fan of Emily. Oh. <laughs> um, I think maybe they just, maybe there was somebody named Emily, and so they just liked using That's what it I was thinking. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but yeah, and then I think it's kind of cute that he's like, well, I love you, and you're going to have to deal with that. And she's like, well, I love you, too. And I... I for once, I feel like everything with Ross and Rachel is so um, always like, oh, I don't know, and this and that. It's like back and forth and kind of like, I don't know if the word dramatic is right and also kind of like melancholy. And this is kind of just like heightened, but yeah. I kind of like that it's not like whiny. It's more, I don't know. There's something it, more like affirmative about it. I can't really, the words ugh. I want are not really available, so. Well, I just you know what I mean. I feel like it is whiny, and I actually really don't like that their first "I love you" is in a fight. But maybe mm. so. This was thinking. I wonder if that's actually kind of a common thing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if you're listening out there, which obviously you are, if you heard me ask that. Um, Tell us if you if your first I love you. Actually, just tell us what your first I love you story was. I would love to hear it, whatever it was, if it was a fight or something else. But I think also um, when I was thinking about this, when I was watching it recently, I had a first I love you that was kind of after a fight a little bit. And it was mm. really annoying mm. um, with... <laughs> 
then just walked by and gave me a look. Not you, babe. Love you. Um, with an <laughs> ex-boyfriend, we had been in a fight and um, we were kind of like, I don't... I th- I don't, we weren't fighting at the time. We didn't like shout it at each other, but I think it was after the fight and he was like pouting mm-hmm. and being all like pouty and sad and dramatic mm-hmm. and was That's like, annoying. I just love you. And I remember like being super annoyed that he had said it after a fight. And then obviously like having to, you don't have to say it back, but like at the time I wanted to, but I was annoyed that that was our first I love you was like after this fight. Mm. And I just, I, yeah. And also he was kind of annoying, I think in general mm-hmm. and in so general, yeah. probably more so the story, but, um, but yeah, I would, I, I would really like to hear if anyone else has had a first, I love you as part of a fight. Cause I think it is like, if there are emotions that you're wanting to share and you haven't yet, it does mm-hmm. make you argumentative and upset. So I get that. Yes. I could see it. Uh, yeah. I could definitely see just when emotions are high, like it all comes out. Um, well, it's good that you're not annoyed yeah. by this scene. I am, but no, I'm glad not. you're not. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, they kind of figure it out. And uh, at the end, Ross has a great weekend with Ben. And Rachel's getting his diaper changed. She's clearly become more comfortable over the last 10 seconds. And yeah. um, he says, hi, right before Carol and Susan come in. And, of course, Ross, is, Ross misses it again. Yeah, they try to get him to say it. Which is cute. It, yeah, it doesn't really work. And then finally, and then finally, uh, they're trying to get him to say hi. And Ross is like, okay, fine, bye. And he's like, bye, bye, bye. Oh, so it's so cute. Ross kind of gets his little milestone, even though I'm 99% sure it is not Bullcut Ben saying that. Well, no, it's not um, because they don't show his face. And then at the end, there is one little split second where like he's facing the camera when they're closing the door. And his mouth is closed, and he's just giving mm-hmm. his blink stare, and you can yeah, hear that Bye. official blink stare. And the kid's not mic'd up. It's not him. It's definitely somebody else. But that's okay. <laughs> it's not mic'd up. <laughs> yeah. So Speaking Ross to the gets boom, his milestone, and <laughs> Ross and Rachel are officially in love. So that's good. Oh, I, I um, think I think it's cute how much how excited like the whole family is over of baby's first words. I just think it's mm-hmm. sweet. It is cute, and they're in love. Yeah. Okay. And they're in love, even if it's yelling in love. Yeah. Um, and then our last plot line is Richard. Yeah, I love Richard. With Monica, I know I love Richard. And um, Chandler and Joey are trying to figure out who to give their extra Knicks ticket to. And they're like, "Oh, it could be this guy, but he's got bad breath. And it could be this guy, but he comes with a poker." (laughs) And uh, Monica's like, "You could ask Richard." suggesting they invite him and they're like so richard who would you invite yeah as a um and so huge they, knicks fan they end, myself. as a huge knicks fan yeah um and they do end up bringing him i think more so because they felt guilty and or that he has a cool car yeah that they want to drive them in, the in. um but more so out of like obligation than actually wanting to go with him. Yeah. Um, but then they end up having a great time with him apparently because then they suddenly want to be Richard. Oh, it's so cute how they start fanboying. It's over so him. cute. But before Joey with the oh before, before we, we get what? to the um, fanboy part, do you like? Do you feel like it'd be weird to be hanging out with if your friend's boyfriend was that much older? Would you like find it weird to invite him out places? Or I guess it might be vice versa. Because be like, hang, 
Well, it'd be like if your friend's girlfriend, because like, you know, it's supposed to be one of the guys, but he's like, yeah, it's like twenty older. years older than me. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it would be weird. I think. Um, and I don't know if it wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want to hang out with them, but I would probably think maybe I would think like they don't probably want to hang out with me yeah. or what are we going to talk about? Like, it's just kind of those weird, it's like a generational gap, but I'm sure once we hung out, it would be fine. Obviously, if I was friends with their boyfriend and they were dating their boyfriend, we'd have something in common. Yeah. And they should you know. be a good person. And obviously Richard's a good yeah. person. I feel like I don't have any problem hanging out with older people. In fact, I quite like parents mm-hmm. and like that kind of stuff I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like um, at my at uh, my boyfriend's work, he's the youngest by 10 years. And whenever they invite us out to do stuff like as a group, I really like catching up with all of his workmates. And they're all mm-hmm. like, it, like at least 10 years older. But I guess um, it's not just me. Although I would, I'd hang out with his boss's wife. She's lovely. Um, but also I'm in my 30s now. So I guess maybe when I was like mid-20s, maybe I felt differently. No, nah, I've always mm-hmm. liked parents. I don't mind. But I guess that's it. I see them as like, I totally relate. Sorry, jumping ahead. I see them as parents. So I guess that's maybe yeah. the difference. I don't see them as like yeah. my age. And I think what the difference, not the difference, but like the weird threshold for me would be like actually mm-hmm. inviting them to do the thing. Right. And, and not you know, with I the don't partner. know. It. Like not with the. Yeah. The, your friend. And I just think them. part of it would be like they probably don't want to go with that. Like I just wouldn't even consider it. Um, Not in a mean way. Just I yeah. kind of think how Joey and Chandler are like you kind of just don't. They're not in your peer group. So you right. don't put them you there. You don't think they'd um, be like interested in like going to the Knicks game with you or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think it's mean spirited at all. I no, think it's just not. more like. It's not in my peer group, so he probably doesn't want to hang out with us either. Um, but he I does want to go to the next team. Yeah, and I like I might have thought that too, but um, I've got a friend here who is in her 40s, like mid to late, and so she's probably like 15 years older than me. And I remember thinking like um, – I kind of almost held her at arm's length a little bit at first, but then I remember mm-hmm. she was like, thanks so much for like wanting to hang out with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Like you're the one that has like children and so much more to do and like, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, I, mm-hmm. I'm i easy breezy. Like I've got time. It's you're the one that's giving up your time. And it was actually really great. And so I think it was just her kind of saying like, I, I realized that she was thinking like, oh, you wouldn't want to spend your time with me because I'm like in a different stage of life, way older than you, but we get mm-hmm. on super well. So we have lots of fun. That's good. So everyone just go hang out with everyone. Yeah. Everyone hang out with everyone. But I think a lot of it is just getting over the hump, like with anything. Yeah, know? definitely. Like considering that person as a peer and or an as your role model and idol as the boys come to do, which is adorable. Right. That also works. <laughs> um. I was thinking that if I was Richard, so I guess I, to your point, I was thinking that if I was Richard, I'd be so annoyed by those two guys. And so I guess that's what you're thinking is like, oh, I'll annoy that person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's cute. And I think he thinks it's cute. Probably, especially the the mustache. I know. And he's like, you're killing that mustache. Um, And I love that, well, like Joey's looking himself in the spatula with the... uh, cigar yeah and he's trying to like get the look right and then Chandler comes up with the mustache and Ross calls him the artist formerly known as Chandler so funny so funny and he like walks in 
The way he walks in reminds me of when there's a flashback to high school Chandler. Like, yes. slightly, um, slightly unwarranted confidence is the only way I can really think to describe it. And kind of like, like looking trying from side to, be, to side a little bit. Yes, like, like trying to be kind of aloof and casual, but obviously none of the above. Yeah. And like a funny little stash on his face, trying to act like it's completely normal. Um. But yeah, I think it is funny. And I love that he's like, yeah, we flipped for it. How dumb will we both look if we had the I mustache? Know. So funny. <laughs> and then he teaches them the like hand money pass off thing. Yeah. Which then we see later when Monica and Chandler are, I think, married, maybe dating. Um, And they try to get into the restaurant and Chandler like can't do it. Right. Yeah. He can't like casually slip someone some money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's what I don't like about the storyline is that Monica is jealous. I think she should be happy that her friends and her boyfriend can hang out without her. Um, and I know he has limited free time, but I don't know. I get it. Yeah, he's got limited free time. She wants to hang out with them. And it's not that, like, they're all hanging out as a group. It's that she's now, like, excluded. Right. I get it. But she did push um, for it. So I guess she's she just did. saying she wants a bit of balance because now they're wanting to do everything with him. Right. Which it balances itself out pretty quickly once Chandler and Joey are Joey like, yeah, you're like their the coolest their dad mouth. ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because no one wants to be like the, the you know, patriarch or matriarch of the, you know, I don't even well, know what to call them. Peanut gallery. Was, yeah. Well, he thought he was just being like seen as one of the guys. And when he right. was like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with the guys. And then to realize like, you guys see me as your dad. Yeah. Um, I I realized I do this with people at work. And it's probably probably because like a lot of them have kids and stuff. But ones that like, you know, again, like I'm 10 years younger than them. I, they're clearly mm-hmm. not my parents and not my parents' age. But maybe it's because they have kids and stuff. I don't know. But I I see them all like I look at them more like my parents than my peers. Right. I think that's natural. Is it? Even though they're only like 10 years older than me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they yeah. see me as their children. They certainly see me as a peer. <laughs> I guess that's true. I also think we're in kind of a funny category because we are in that like mid-adult life, but we don't have kids. Yeah. And so, so I think everybody kind of with kids or instantly feels more mature. And, yeah. More yeah. like they're like at the next step and we're kind of a like. real adult. Yeah. 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 It's pretty weird. Um, I took a picture. Um, a bunch of us from work were in L.A., and we were mm-hmm. taking an Uber from the airport. And I took a picture. I was in the front seat. And then everybody else was, like, squished in the back. And one of my friends was, like, commented. I put it on my Instagram story. And one of my friends was, like, oh, are those your parents? And I was laughing oh. so hard. And I was, like, the one guy would probably – his daughter is 16. So clearly mm-hmm. not my age. But, you know, older. Um, yeah. But I – but he doesn't – he doesn't – he's not, like, gray-haired. He doesn't look – old but I was just laughing because I was like he would maybe think it's funny but the the like woman that was in the picture would definitely mm-hmm. not think it's funny so I, was, I didn't right. tell them but I was like yeah Oops. well I always tell Matt I'm like if you would have tried hard enough you could have like a kid going to college next year yeah it's crazy it is crazy yeah. 
Because he'll be 40 next year. So, I mean, it's really possible. Yeah. Wow. Are you guys going to do something big for his 40th? Yeah, I don't know what, though. Maybe, like, a big fun trip or, like, a big party or what? Probably more a trip. He doesn't care as much about the party. Yeah, I was going to say. Where does he want to go? I don't know. We started New talking Zealand. about it. Consider- Just kidding. They've already visited What'd me. What'd you say? I said New Zealand. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said Israel. I was like, yeah, go to well, Israel. Sure. <laughs> um, we've talked about doing, like, Scotland because he loves Aww. scotch and doing all the, like, Islay little places that have all the distilleries, which would be really mm. fun. Yeah. More for Do him you pronounce than me, it but Islay. this is about him, so. Are they pronounced Islays? I thought they were. They're not Isles. I don't think they're Isles. Mm, I don't know. Matt says Islay, and you know what? I'm just taking it at his face value. He's probably wrong. <laughs> if I've learned I mean, nothing in life, it is I should question everything. Because, like, I mean, the Scottish do pronounce things very differently, so that could be Yeah, it, it probably like, isn't the S. No, you're totally right. Honestly, I just listened to him say it. Well, because so it's I like have never island is spelled I S L and like an well, Isle right. of and like Isle also of man Isle of white the female name Isla is a Scottish name or an Irish name and it has an S in it yeah I S L A yeah I mean yeah. just it like, might be like I lay or something like that with the Y at the end mm, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've just never questioned it because I don't drink scotch. So right. I just fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen think, to whatever he um, said. Maybe before you go over there, just like do a little Google search on how oh. to pronounce it. Oh, or don't. And mad. just let Matt go be like, we're here at the Islay of. <laughs> well, he'll say it anyway. He just does what he wants. That's true. Good on him. Love you. I think it's cute that um, he loves scotch because, fun fact for our listeners, Matt didn't mm-hmm. drink before he met Renee. She drove him to drinking, mm-hmm. you guys. Write yes. that down. He has that a drinking problem now. Not of Renee. <laughs> no, that is not wrong. That is not wrong. But he never drank, really. He didn't like the taste of any of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. no, now he loves he's, it. He, well, he still doesn't like beer, right? He does like beer now. Yeah, he likes oh beer gosh. a lot. But, but he's he picky. He's picky, and he doesn't like. He won't drink a Corona, right? Like he likes certain. He beers. loves Coronas. Oh my gosh! Do I know him? He but likes at all? the light. Not at all. He likes the like very light, crisp. Basically anything that would be like really good at a baseball game when it's super oh, hot okay. outside. He likes anything light and crisp like that. And if it has like grapefruit, like something leaning on a shandy, he's even oh, more like interested. a Rattler. Okay. Yes, okay. loves Rattlers. Interesting. Um, but he hates IPAs and hates, okay. like, anything dark. Okay. So he likes a light beer and he likes a scotch. Mm-hmm. Does he drink wine? Yes. Uh, he will drink wine with me sometimes, but he doesn't, like, order it when gotcha. we go out. Um, or if I'm like, that bottle of wine has been open for a week and a half and I didn't finish it and it probably tastes like vinegar, so I'm going to pour it down the drain. He's like, I mean, I'll drink it. It's fine. Do you know what I used like, to do that too? I'm not going to drink it. I also didn't know that wine went off after I opened it. Oops. So Ooh. I'm sure I've drank some like skunky vinegar wine in the past. Yeah. Well, I'm that's the thing that. is it just starts to turn into vinegar. It's so it gross. Does. But I never, but I was like, I was like Matt where I was just like, oh, I don't want to waste it. Um, but now mm-hmm. since, since dating a winemaker, it's, I've yeah. gotten over it. I'm like, ugh. like just the other day we had this, what was it? Mm, don't remember. Chenin Blanc, but I didn't really like that much. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of sat there. And yeah, you just sometimes just got to tip it. 
<laughs> got or that might be good for like a spritzer. Oh, yeah, true. I guess if you want to cook cook with it or something, we could have made mm-hmm. some of the white wine sauce. Yeah. Anyway, this is starting to make me anyway. hungry and thirsty. Um, Same. Um, yeah, that's Joey kind of it for this episode. Joey and Chandler kind of stick their foot in their mouth and oh, I, Richard doesn't so want to hang out with them though, anymore. Because Joey's like, oh, you're so much cooler than our dads. And, yeah. Oh. Um, because it's it's like Monica gets annoyed, right? So she comes over while they're mm-hmm. at the ping, at the foosball table. And she's like, can we please go? Dinner's ready. And um, and then they're like, oh, don't be mad at him. It's our fault. We really love hanging out with them. Yeah, and Joey's like, he's so much cooler than our dads. And then then he's like, Chandler's like, we don't think of you as a dad. We call everyone dad. Monica's a dad. Yeah. Joey's my dad. I've got some dads at work. <laughs> he's like, well. He's trying, trying to make it like bro. And he's like, me and your other dad are going to go have a romantic evening. Yeah. <laughs> And I think Richard kind of realizes, like, I don't really want to spend all my time with these young bucks. Yeah, and it, I mean, they are annoying. No offense. Like, love them mm-hmm. in the show. But all they ever do is hang out with each other and, yeah, eat pizza and they're lazy boys and play foosball. So, fair enough. Richard doesn't some... surf or skate or pick his butt anymore. Or pick his butt. <laughs> Um, uh, if you guys, that's you from guys Orange ca- County. If nobody knows, I was gonna say if you caught that reference, you're our type of people. Yeah, we love that movie. Anyway, um, yeah, movie. and so I think he realizes like, okay, I need to go hang out with my girlfriend. So I guess that is it. There's not like yeah. tons going on other than the first "I love you," which is a pretty big deal mm-hmm. for Ross and Rachel. It is, but they breeze right past it. They do, don't they? I, I think stop. that's okay, honestly, because everything else for Ross and Rachel is, like, huge all the time. True. I had to stop and think, too, when I was watching it. And I was like, wait, is this actually their first time saying it? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Oh. Okay. Well, that's fine for me. We can leave it there. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Evan, guys. Thanks for joining us. And join us next time for episode 21, the one with the bullies. It's a funny one. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot about this one. I can't right, remember we'll see what else happens, but it's funny. We'll find I out can't next either. week. We're going to find out next week. We'll tell you next week. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. bye.